The institutions and the government are now canceling those who disagree with them. And this is leading us down a very dangerous path. A woman gets lambasted by American Airlines for pointing out facts, and she had to pay probably $500 to show that stuff. And it's all about the science until it's not. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. My gosh, things are getting crazy. The news cycle's getting heated. Some big news today. Two pieces of news, which I need to go over. I'm not going to be able to do it today, but you might as well know. Apparently, Hunter Biden, his father, there's evidence that Joe Biden knew, not only knew about Hunter Biden's business dealings, but also participated in it, which is illegal because he's got to report that. And he didn't. Chuck Grassley released some news today. Um, I Again, I haven't read it. I want to read it and see what, what's out there. But remember I told you, I don't think if, if Republicans take the House or the Senate, especially if they take both, Joe Biden will resign. It's looking closer and closer to that. And that's not the only thing that's new. news. I, again, I have to read this, but I think I may not have to because the story pretty much tells itself. So... DHS is now taking on military volunteers to send them to the border. Now, not to control the border or anything, but to pick up after the mess of the Ill- that the illegal aliens are leaving. I kid you not, I need to look this one up. But, I mean, so these people leave their crappy countries that they made crappy and they come to our great country and make it crappy. You see the problem here? See what the issue is with illegal immigration? They're leaving their crap hole countries. They come here and they make our country a crap hole country. Now, again, these two stories, they just came out um, maybe a half hour ago. So we're going to have to see what exactly the, the real story is. Uh, I just don't know what it is yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll bring it up to you tomorrow. I've got something else. It's just, I'm sorry. It's funny. So we have some wild stuff happening that is affecting our institutions. Thanks to the government and their orders and their pushing and their pressure that they put on these institutions. And it's really bad. Let's take a look at an example. So Governor Gavin Newsom last week signed California Assembly Bill 2098. This makes it the first state to attempt to censor any physician that says that COVID says anything opposite to what the government stance is on COVID-19. You you get that? So a doctor, if he has a different opinion about the China virus, he can be censored. And it's worse than that. It's considered unprofessional conduct. The statute says 
It shall constitute unprofessional conduct or a physician and surgeon to disseminate misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19, including false or misleading information regarding the nature and risks of the virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. So in other words, a doctor, a real doctor, a guy who's gone to medical school, is not allowed to have an opinion. And by the way, doctors have different opinions about just about everything. That's why you go to multiple doctors when you're sick because they have to, it's called practicing medicine for a reason. So if a doctor sits there and says, yeah, no, the COVID-19 vaccine for your four-year-old, probably not necessary. You are violating the statute. And you could actually lose your license. California, The California law, this law, requires the Medical Board of California to take action up to and including license revocation for unprofessional conduct. That follows you for the rest of your life. Now, here's the thing about this law. It's unconstitutional. There's no way. There is no way California is going to sit back and say, Hey, uh, this doctor, you can't listen to him when he's a doctor and he actually sees patients. See, that's the kicker. These doctors see patients. They see the effects of these COVID vaccines. They see the effects of COVID itself. And they're not taking a guess here or they're not going against California. They are sitting there and they are looking at a population and they see what's going on. And for some, they may say, yeah, you should probably get the COVID vaccine. For others, they say, yeah, no, probably not. The COVID vaccine could do you more harm than good. So, for example, a four-year-old, I would never get, give, I would never think a COVID vaccine would be something for a 30, for a 20-year-old because it does mess with the, re- well, we don't know what it does. That's the other thing. And you're talking to a guy who got it, or I won't get any of the boosters, but I did get it. But a doctor sees people he knows and let him do it. I mean, Europe has banned the vaccine for, I think, people under 25. So this is this is crazy. So that, that's, that's one example where the government is hitting. Well, now PayPal, and this was last week, they introduced a bill. They introduced a, something in their terms of service that says they would char, find someone $2,500 for anyone who is, quote, sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that, in PayPal's sole discretion, promote misinformation. Now, you probably heard this one. All right, you probably heard this. So these guys say they're going to take your money away if you say something they don't like. Now, you could imagine this. I'm sure you've heard this. This was last week. This caused just a firestorm of controversy, and this was dumped. They actually dumped this uh, this deal. They said it was a mistake, that it shouldn't have actually been in their terms of service, which is BS. We all know it's BS. They 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 put it in there, and it they just got caught, and then it went crazy. But I mean, here we're not even talking COVID. It could be anything if you're anti-abortion it could be they could you say something anti-abortion i'm not exactly i don't use paypal i've never used paypal paypal stock dropped like a thousand percent the next day when people released this everyone was canceling their their service i 
my service was all been canceled for about five years now, six years. I can't believe people still use it. But this is an example. These guys are going. These guys are going after you. And then another finance financial institution that is going way beyond where they should is J.P. Morgan Chase. Now Kanye West made comments last week. He made them on Tucker Carlson. Uh, a lot of Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson edited the interview, but some of those edits got out. He made some anti-Semitic con- comments. He said he supports Donald Trump, all sorts of things. Now, he's already been canceled by The Gap. He's already been canceled by Adidas. Well, now J.P. Morgan Chase is ending their relationship with him. Now, just to give you an idea of something... He is worth oh I forgot yeah and he was caught in uh, he was caught in France at a at a uh, fashion show with Candace Owens which oh my God that must have flipped people out wearing a White Lives Matters T-shirt which should be really uncontroversial I don't know what the big deal I don't hey you can wear a Black Lives Matter shirt I don't I really don't care if you support the organization you're an idiot but you can wear a Black Lives Matter I'd rather wear an All Lives Matter shirt I don't see what the big freaking deal is but apparently it was a big deal so after all this stuff JP Morgan decided to end their banking relationship with them now just to give you an example of how extreme this is um Kanye West is worth 2 billion dollars between two and six billion dollars. This guy is the richest hip hop artist out there. He blows P. Diddy out of the ocean. Everyone thinks P. Diddy's the one. Actually, he's not. He's not even close. I, I think I think Kanye West be- beats him, doubles his earnings. So he, he has a lot more money. But this is what they said. So they, they, they actually posted a um, statement. Quote, we are sending this letter to confirm our recent discussion with Redacted that J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., the bank, has decided to end its banking relationship with Yeezy LLC. That's the name of his company. And its affiliated entities, collectively, the company. The bank said in an email Wednesday to West, to provide the company with sufficient time to transition to another financial institution, we will continue continue to maintain the accounts including all related products and services until November 21st 2022 to avoid any transaction delays we suggest that you stop processing company transactions and or using any products associated with the five accounts five business days before the scheduled closure from above after that date the bank will close open accounts and after deduction of any permissible permissible service charges and pending transactions remit all remaining funds in the form of a check delivered to the company at the address delivered. Just incredible. Just incredible. So now banks could close your accounts. And by the way, if they will go out and close accounts that are worth in the billions, why wouldn't they close your account? Okay, and then another piece of information here, which bothered me. It, it, it did bother me. So Alex Jones last week was ordered to pay $1 billion to about 21 families on the Parkland, not the Parkland, uh, the shooting in uh, Vermont, the mass shooting in Vermont. Uh, 
Now, I don't like Alex Jones. I think he's nuts. And I'm not exactly sure what this suit was about. Apparently, Alex Jones had said that the the mass shooting was fake. It was a government conspiracy, things like that. That's what Alan, I mean, Alex Jones said the, the fish were gay or something. I He's really out there. I, I don't listen to him. I, I don't even think he's funny. I, I would watch his show only because he looks like he's going to die of a heart attack at any second. He gets so excited. But apparently there was some harassment by Alex Jones followers and of the families because they were saying it was fake, things like that. Which is terrible, but one billion dollars, and it's all Alex Jones's fault. I don't recall Alex Jones harassing anybody. Now, what he said was terrible. There's no question. But a billion dollars? This is a free speech issue for me. Listen, you should be able to say absolutely anything you want to say. Alex Jones is an example of a guy who says absolutely everything that's on his mind, no matter how crazy it sounds. But he should be allowed to say that. I don't like what he says. So you know what I do? You know what I do? I don't listen to him and I don't take anything seriously. If he had said something that would have insulted me or even gotten me minorly harassed, That harassment, you know who I'd go over? The guys who are harassing. That's who you go after. And I'd basically ignore him unless he slandered me. But I I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to probably take a look. But you can see that you've got the courts that are going after people. You've got the banking systems. By the way, banking systems like PayPal, financial systems like JP Morgan and PayPal, they're supposed to be neutral on everything. They're just there to hold your money and, and, and deal with your money in the way that they're supposed to deal with your money. They're, they're supposed to be apolitical altogether. They shouldn't give a damn what Yeezy says. They shouldn't be canceling anyone. And, and who the hell gave uh, the right of PayPal? I, listen, if you've got a PayPal account, I'd close it now. I wouldn't use it. Use something else. But... Who gave PayPal the right to start taking money out of your accounts? This is scary stuff because the government can do that. Bank of America, I know my bank does it all the time. Bank of America, I'm thinking of quitting simply because they are evil. Yeah, this is what's going to end up happening is we're going to end up with an alternate parallel economic system. One that's going to be made neutral or conservative. It's already happening. Black Rifle Coffee, for example, is is competing against Starbucks Coffee. Uh, You already have phone systems, phone companies that are saying we are veteran-owned, conservative in nature. We don't care. You've got the Daily Wire who fought against Schick and um, Harry's Razors for their BS and created their own razor company. We already have media that is competing with the leftist media. This this is what's going to end up happening. That'll be the Civil War. I don't watch CNN or MSNBC if I can avoid it. I watch Fox, or I listen to the Daily Wire, or I read the Wall Street Journal. 
I refuse to, to deal with. Now, I do read the Washington Post quite a bit. I do read the New York Times quite a bit. But that's because I always need to be worthwhile in as a podcaster. I need to know what they're saying. Okay, here's the next story. Okay, sometimes the truth can be really cruel, and the truth can hurt, and the truth can't be popular. But the truth is the truth. So here it is. According to the New York Post... Uh, Dr. Sidney Watson, who claimed to be an American-Australian political commentator, took to Twitter last month in an unruly campaign arguing, if you need a seatbelt extender, you are too fat to be on a plane. Yeah, She said quite a few things that were pretty there. Her offensive comments came after she sat between OB siblings. Okay, I'll go a step further. She posted pictures of these, gal- these gals, or uh, this brother and sister group. These people were morbidly obese. Okay, continuing. Uh, Her offensive comments came after she sat between obese siblings on the short-haul American Airlines flight she said someone else had paid for. So here's the thing. She's flying the the short... I don't like the way the New York Post brought this out. They say a short-hauled flight. No, she was on the flight for three hours. Okay. She also tweeted, along with her, her that initial tweet, she said, I am currently, literally, wedged between two obese people on my flight. This is absolutely not acceptable or okay. If the fat people want to be fat, fine. But it is something else entirely when I'm stuck between you with your arm rolls on my body for three hours. I, I mean, these comments are pretty brutal. These com- And then she posted pictures. Now, when you see the pictures, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This is a little crazy here. Yeah. And then she even asked one of the siblings if she could sit on the side so she didn't have both their massive bodies protruding in her space. And they said no. So these are pretty heavy comments. But here's the thing. The seat was paid for. The whole seat. Not half the seat. And these people are huge. 300 plus, easy. Not a question. And if you need a seatbelt extender, yes, you probably should have purchased two seats. That's not Watson's problem for getting stuck on the plane, that seat. And they should not be violating her space because they are violating her space. We're all concerned about the fat people, but here's the reality. What about her? She's in a seat. She can't move. She's got these sweaty people touching her all over the place. And she's got to do deal with that for three hours. Watson should not only get an apology for this from American Airlines, But she should get vouchers for free flights. It's ridiculous. And the only thing Air American Airlines said, no, well, you know, we service everybody. No apology. Sorry she had a miserable flight. That's all. That's all they said. I know they would have thrown a fit and accused American Airlines of fat phobia if those two fat ass... Fat, I'm going to say it. If those two fat asses had to buy two sh- seats, I know that would have happened. 
Here's the thing. These two are violating Watson's personal space and her rights. No one seems to think about Watson at all. All they heard, all people talked about was her comments. So if you think I'm cruel for saying these fat folks are fat and that American Airlines is being victimized by Dr. Sidney Watson, put yourself in Watson's shoes. Put yourself in my shoes. I've been on flights left and right. I've had to deal with this garbage. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't give I don't give any any credit to to American Airlines, and I'm sorry. You want to be fat, be fat. That's fine, but then you're gonna have to pay the price for being fat, not taking care of yourself. All right, this is I, I I'm gonna read an article. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, here's an article by uh, Bjorn Lomberg, who is the president of the Copenhagen Consensus and visiting fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution. He wrote an article called Suppressing Good News is Scaring Our Kids Witless. It talks about all the bad news we hear about the environment from the media, but none of the good news. Uh, this article is published on, oh, I don't know where it's published on. I'll have I'll have to hunt I'll have to hunt for it and uh, post it on the website. I think it is an important article only because this is scaring the crap out of our youth. Our youth really have no idea what's going on with the environment. They don't understand it. They don't understand circumstances. They don't understand the conditions. They really don't get it, and they just keep. It's like it's like that Greta Thunberg. She really, she kept saying how scared she is. She's going to die. She can't just grow up, blah, blah, blah. That's because she's been beaten on with this environmental crap. And the news media keeps hitting it. And there's never any good news. There's never anything positive about it. So let's go through this article because he brings up some really good points. It's easy to believe life on Earth is getting worse, the media constantly highlighting one catastrophe after another, and make terrifying predictions. With the never-ending torrent of doom and gloom about climate change and the environment, it's understandable why many people, especially the young, genuinely believe the world is about to end. But the fact is that though problems remain, the world is getting better. We just rarely hear about it. We are incessantly told about disasters, whether it is the latest heat wave, flood, wildfire, or storm. Yet the data overwhelmingly shows that over the past century, people have become much, much safer from all these weather events. In the 1920s, around a half a million people were killed by weather disasters, whereas in the last decade, the death toll averaged about 18,000. This year, like both 2020 and 2021, is tracking below that. Why? Because when we get richer, they get more resilient. Okay, this is an important thing. I don't like the way he put this. But here's here's something that, that Lomborg and Michael Schellenberger does this too. Uh, he And he's a climate activist. Is that we are better at, at adaptation as an animal. So we have these storms, earthquakes, whatever, and that's not climate earthquakes, but storms, fires, things like that. We can actually adapt to that stuff better than we can prevent it. Michael Schellenberger wrote an entire, uh, an entire book on it. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. It explained everything. We're not in that bad of shape. 
And this guy used to work for, I think, Greenpeace or something. Let's continue on. Whether fixated television news would make us think disasters are all getting worse. They're not. Around 1900, about 4.5% of the land area of the world burned every year. Over the last century, this declined to about 3.2%. In the last two decades, satellites show even further decline. In 2021, just 2.5% of land burned. This has happened mostly because richer societies prevent fires. Models show that by the end of the century, despite the climate change, human adaptation will mean even less burning. Here's the reality. Uh, climate change, the climate's going to change. We can't prevent the climate from changing. You know what we can prevent? The disasters from happening. That's what he's basically saying. And despite what you may have read about record-breaking costs from weather disasters, mainly because wealthier populations build more expensive homes along coastlines, damage costs are actually declining, not increasing, as percent of GDP. But it's not only weather disasters that are getting less damaging despite dire predictions. A decade ago, environmentalists loudly declared that Australia's magnificent Great Barrier Reef was nearly dead, killed by bleaching caused by climate change. The Guardian newspaper even published an obituary. This year, scientists revealed that two-thirds of the Great Barrier Reef shows the highest coral cover ever seen since records began in 1985. The Good News report got a fraction of the attention of the Bad News did. All true. The Great Barrier Reef had been getting better for the last decade, I heard about that 10 years ago. And by the way, I think he was a little off on his time. I think it was like they were talking about the Great Barrier Reef falling apart since the since the 70s, since the 80s, 90s. But it's been getting bigger. And you know what else has been getting better? The uh, icebergs. The, it's act, they're actually growing again. But here's the thing. The icebergs, yes, they fall apart. They melt during the summer, and then they get better during the winter. Believe it or not, we've known this for the last 20, 25 years. They do the same thing. The icebergs, the ice shelf, it's not getting big. It gets smaller in the summer, gets bigger in the winter. It always works that way. Continuing, not long ago, environmentalists constantly used pictures of polar bears to highlight the dangers of climate change. Polar bears even featured in Al Gore's terrifying movie, An Inconvenient Truth. But the reality is the polar bear numbers have been increasing. From somewhere between 5 and 10,000 10, polar bears in the 1960s up to around 26,000 today. We don't hear this news, however. Instead, campaigners just quietly stop using polar bears in their victims. Now, I saw The Inconvenient Truth. Terrible movie. It was all, all just crap. Um, do you know the polar bears that he was showing? And this was something that was published about six months after the film was released and he won his Nobel Prize, that stupid Al Gore, while he was cheating on his wife with cancer. Um, okay, I take that back. I am not going to say that. That's, that's bad. Anyway, the polar bears had come out of... Uh, uh, hibernation. So he was showing you pictures of polar bears that hadn't eaten in three months and had to go find food now, which happens every hibernation cycle for the polar bears. They said, this is normal. This is what happens with polar bears. Then the polar bear will get fat. It'll mate. Then it'll have its cubs. 
Then it'll go hibernating again. That's how it works. They all look like that. Continuing, there are so many bad news stories that we seldom stop to consider that on the most important indicators, life is getting much better. Human life expectancy has doubled over the past century. We forget that all the time. From 36 years in 1920 to more than 72 years today. 100 years ago, three quarters of the world's population lived in extreme poverty. Today, less than one-tenth does. The deadliest environmental problems, air pollution, was four times more likely to kill you in 1920 than it is today. Mostly because a century ago, people in poverty cooked and heated with dung and wood. This is why we this is why we need to right now stop with this ending oil, natural gas and nuclear power and replace it with inefficient renewable power. By the way, nuclear power is very clean energy. Natural gas very clean energy. I would love to get rid of oil. We're just not there yet. I think oil is way too valuable to be using by burning. I've said that billions of times, but we're not there yet. But we can use nuclear power. We can use natural gas. There's no re- we will never run out of that stuff. But these climate nuts don't want to do it. They want to bring us back into the uh, 1800s. They want to eliminate oil, natural gas, and nuclear altogether. Now, Europe is starting up coal power plants because they have no power. People are storing and fighting over coal, wood, and wood pellets so they can burn during the winter because they can't afford electricity to heat their homes. And by the way, those places in northern Europe, yeah, they get to about minus 20 degrees. Does this sound like progress? Okay, continuing. Despite covid related setbacks. Humanity has become better and better off. Yet doom-mongers will keep telling you the end is nigh. This is great for the fundraising, but the costs to society are sky high. We make poor, expensive policy choices, and our kids are scared witless. We also end up ignoring much bigger problems. Consider all the attention devoted to heat waves. In the United States and many other parts of the world, heat deaths are actually declining because access to air conditioning helps much more than rising temperatures. By the way, that's something else they want to get they want to get rid of air conditioning because it uses power and what does power use? It uses coal. Almost everywhere, however, cold quietly kills many more people than heat does. In the US, about 20,000 people die from heat every year, but 170,000 die from cold, something we rarely focus on. Moreover, cold deaths are rising in the U.S., and our incessant focus on climate change is exacerbating this trend because politicians have introduced green laws that would make energy more expensive, meaning fewer people can afford to keep warm. Lacking perspective means we don't focus first on where we can help most. They want to end all fossil fuels, which heat our homes. Believe it or not, I'm sorry, gas and coal still heat our homes. Until they start building nuclear reactors, it's going to be gas and coal. And this is something that I completely forgotten about. Cold is what really kills. It's not heat. But these guys are focusing on everything getting hotter. On a broader scale, global warming prompts celebrities and politicians to fly around the world in private jets, lecturing the rest of us, while we spend less on problems like hunger, infectious diseases... 
uh, the lack of basic schooling? When did politicians and movie stars ever meet an important cause like deworming children? Well, there's a newsflash. There's a good point. Hunger kills more people than the environment. COVID was not the first, nor will it be the last, pandemic. And we didn't handle that real well. Mostly because of politics, by the way. But we want our politicians to handle the climate? And what about our education? It's been going straight to hell over the past couple of generations. Kids are getting dumber. That's because they're not being taught. It's not that the kids are getting dumber. It's the teachers are dumber. And the teachers have agendas. They have narratives. They have to push. Here's the question. This is why education is important. How are future generations going to innovate efficient, renewable energy if our children can't add because teachers claim math is racist? Great point here. Okay, let's finish this article off. We need balance in our views, but that doesn't mean ignoring global warming. It is a real problem humanity has caused. We just need perspective to know what to expect from warming from a warming planet. We can look at the damage estimates from the economic models used by the Biden and Obama administration, which reveal that entire global cost of climate change, not just to economies, but in every sense. Here's the problem. They, the, the Biden and Obama, I disagree with him here. The Biden and the Obama administration models come from the UN and they are extremely politically based. Not to mention the models, they point to one or two of the models. There are typically in one of those reports, hundreds of them. Some are not as bad, some are... I mean, the last model I read, they were talking about increasing temperatures from 0.4 degrees to to 0.8 degrees Celsius. So you can see there's a wide expanse of models. I would rather let scientists, apolitical scientists, do this thing. Okay, continuing. Uh, Not just economies, but in in every sense will be equivalent to less than 4% hit to global GDP by the end of the century. That's important. I'm going to read that again. Biden and Obama administrations, which revealed that the entire global cost of climate change, not just to economies, but in every sense, will be equivalent to less than 4% hit to global GDP by the end of the century. The guys who wrote that actually were damned, condemned. Those guys won the Nobel Prize in economics. And what they they basically said was, well, I mean, climate change is going to change. It's not going to stop. But if we're looking at 2100, you're looking at, in order to adapt to climate change, 4% of GDP worldwide, which is actually quite low. It's not that bad. You wouldn't even put a country like the United States or Russia or China or European Union into recessions. It's nothing. But we don't hear about that. As a matter of fact, those guys that won the, um, I can't remember their names, they were they were uh, European, but those guys that won the Nobel Prize, they were condemned by the media for handing out good news. Humanity is getting more prosperous every day. The United Nations estimates that would that without global warning, the at warming, the average person in 2100 would be 450 percent better than today. Global warming means people will only be 434 percent richer. Instead, that's where the four percent 
GDP comes in. That is not a disaster. Climate change fear is causing life-changing anxiety. You might be hearing nothing but bad news, but you aren't hearing the full story. The media, Hollywood, politicians, and the education system are trying to create this panic in our kids. The reason they're trying to create this panic in our kids is because they're trying to create little activists. They're doing it with gender. They're doing it with race. They're doing it with climate. I hear it from my my uh, fiance. I hear it from Josie's daughters. They were they were touting this line years ago because that's what they learned in school. They couldn't add, and they didn't know who George Washington was, but they knew that we were all gonna die in ten years. And when you see those kids, there are videos of kids now. We had one a pair of kids, teenagers, soak a Van Gogh in tomato sauce. We are now there's this this trend going around where kids are dumping milk in grocery stores. Personally, I'd like to beat the crap out of them, but that's me. But you're seeing that because these kids actually believe we are in an emergency. They actually believe we are going to die. They actually believe the world is going to melt because that's all they're hearing. And that's why you need to get your kids out of public school. Okay, visit my website, uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can read that article. I'll I'll post the link because I didn't post the link. Uh, up here, which is no good. So I'll have to do that. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Oh, visit uh, Rumble because on Rumble, I actually have about four new videos. So that's what I do on Friday and Saturday is publish, make some videos. And I had some good videos up there. Uh, Hope you have a great day. This is Gene. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.